Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another edition of Trendy presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And I am coming off an asterisk victory from last week where I beat Mark Gunnels 15.6 to 9.4 with the assists of one Brett Corominos, who is back on the show this week. How are you doing, Brett? I'm doing good. Can't complain. The weather's turned to the beautiful 70s and sunnies here in Arizona. So I get to enjoy that every single day. So I am zero complaints for me right now. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you stepping in on Friday. I had a loved one that had to get rushed to the hospital, and there's multiple levels of urgency in life. One is you have a show that needs to be recorded to be released out so that your gambling picks can be heard before Friday night, and another is a trip to the ER. And unfortunately, the latter one out this time. I uh, really appreciate you covering for me as I was able to take care of my family. Uh, so now we have a special edition of trendy that's right it's president's day and i thought brett for president's day we would go through every single president and give our political opinions <laughs> on their different policies i know you've got some hot takes on rutherford b hayes why don't you go ahead and let those loose yeah uh man i i don't think the internet can handle my t- i mean the internet has some wild stuff on it but it can't handle my Ruther- rutherford b hayes takes but um i, I do want to say to lead in for you Happy birthday, Toby. What do you have planned for us for our real opening? Because I don't want to break the internet with my presidential takes. That's that's true. That People want us to shut up and drivel with the nonsense that comes out of our mouth. It is my birthday, so I did want to talk a little bit about favorite birthday memories as a kid who's obviously super into sports. Mine was always tremendously disappointing. Like February 19th is not a bright spot on the calendar. In fact, I went through and looked at some of the this in this day in sports history, and it is downright depressing. But before we, I bring everybody down, yours is in November. That's a wildly better time to have a birthday <laughs> as a kid who loves sports. Yeah, I mean, I I have the fall. So the NBA has been starting, uh, although it's pretty early at that time of year. But I, I get a lot of football. There's a lot of Badger games that were kind of important around that time. Back when I was following Badger football, Badger basketball was starting around that time. Um, so I had everything. I had my own volleyball career. It was the end of golf season. Um, so there was a lot going on for me. But mine, it wouldn't be me, Toby, if I didn't come on the show. And when you asked me for a memory, it was a memory that just depresses everybody. <laughs> and so that that's it's sort of like it's sort of a little bit of that. It's not as bad as my my Super Bowl traditions, but my my memory is always going to be in the fall is always going to be the Packers. And so when you asked me like what would have been a, a good birthday memory. They played a few times on November 13th, um, but the one that I that, that always stood out to me is they were playing Atlanta in the early 2000s, and I looked it up. It was 2005. It was the year that basically they just collapsed, and I, I my formative Packer watching, I was very lucky. You know, I grew up in the Brett Favre era. Like, one of my first sports memories was sitting on the radio when Brett Favre came into the game for Don Mikowski against the Bengals, threw the touchdown to Kendrick Taylor, and then, you know, started his career. Like, that was one of my earliest sports memories that I can really remember. And um, then when you fast forward to this year in 2005, 
I have not been used to Packer seasons being miserable. Like my dad would always say, you missed all the bad years, basically, in the 80s when they were horrible and the Bears were just annihilating them every single time. Um, and so this was the first year that I was like experiencing a losing season with the Packers. And I was still a pretty big Packer fan. So I was, I was watching every game back then and they played the Falcons on my birthday. And I remember they won and it just, this feeling of like having a rooting for a bad team. It was their second win of the year at that point, but just this feeling of rooting for a bad team. I kind of felt like both depressed that I was only seeing their second win of the season, but I was also like ex- excited about the fact that I had had all these years that I could, this was the first one where I was really experiencing a losing year. It was like one of those two-sided coin things where it's like, you are going to appreciate all the good that came before and all the good that came after in the middle of those losing seasons, because I had never had one before. I think Ray Rhodes was eight and eight, I think in like 99, 2000 after Holmgren left. And then they went to Sherman. They had some good seasons. And then this was also the darkness before the dawn too, right? So Sherman gets fired that year. They hire Mike McCarthy. And then in comes another, you know, great era of Packer football. So uh, this, it was a, it's sort of a depressing memory, but it's also, I remember a win. And, but I just remember feeling like, oh yeah, like I should really appreciate every single time my team wins because it just doesn't happen every year. Like I thought it does. All right, I'm going ahead and one-upping you. Uh, I grew up outside of Washington, D.C. in the winter where it was always cold before global warming took over. Sorry, the one political thing I will bring up. Um, (laughs) And my birthday was spent watching the Washington Bullets try to break a five-game losing streak inevitably because they always seem to be on one. And that is not (laughs) the way that you want to spend these bleak, weary days when you're trying to be celebrating yourself as a sports fan. In fact, I did look it up. And uh, in 1980, my actual birthday, the day I came into this world, the Capitals were taking on the Canadians. And you know what was on the line, Brett? Uh, The longest losing streak in the history of one NHL team (laughs) to another NHL team. The the (laughs) Capitals, from the time they were created until February 19th, 1980, never beat the Canadians. Never beat the Canadians. But the day I came to this world, they actually broke that streak. How about that? So probably the best thing to ever happen to a Washington sports fan on uh, on February 19th was when I was a few hours old, and it has only gotten worse from there. The one bright spot that does come in uh, is the Olympics every four years. It's on my birthday, so I looked at them. I was like, surely there's a great American memory. Like, hey, I got to sing the national anthem on foreign soil, one of my favorite things. But it's the Winter Olympics, and we're not that good at the Winter Olympics. So it's always like Russia wins the ice hockey. <laughs> or some like Finnish guy with skiing or Norwegian with that weird like skating th- or not skating skiing thing where they also fire guns. We don't do that in America. We just fire guns on our own. We don't need to be on freaking skis. Uh, so there's nothing there at all. In fact, the only one that came up was that I do remember this 1998. 1998, uh, on my birthday, the greatest U.S. Olympic memory on February 19th is that the first professional USA team, because uh, they didn't allow professionals in in hockey, it was all amateurs, obviously. Miracle on Ice is famous because it was amateurs. But 1998 was the first time the pros played. U.S. only wins one game, and on February 19th, right after being eliminated, they destroyed their hotel rooms and created an international (laughs) incident. And so I went back and read this story because it's so wild. And here's the thing that I was like most upset about uh, retroactively 
is that they um, it was the headline on the Washington Post that led the sports section. It was this big deal. And then like you read the details. It was like they did one thousand dollars worth of damage. And then I was like pissed for these guys. They're professional athletes and they destroy a room that's only worth a thousand dollars. Like put them up in nicer places. If you're going to trash a place, you shouldn't be able to refurbish it with something that's under your ATM limit that you can get cash from in Japan. Apparently they were staying at a Motel 6 or something. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it was. They they got so much trouble for destroying it, and it was $1,000. I think later on they wrote like a $3,000 check because maybe they destroyed three rooms. But I, I have more than $1,000 worth of stuff in my office right now, and I don't even have anything on the walls. Like, what is this room <laughs> that they were staying in in Japan? Yeah, I that is bizarre. I also makes me long for the days of like what a big scandal was back then. Yeah, <laughs> um, no kidding, right? Yeah, I mean, like if that I was that, the, I, I kind of because the funny thing is, like, I sort of remember that a little bit too, like that being news. Um, but that's it's just crazy to think that that was like a huge sporting scandal, given the things that over the last thirty years we've dealt with. <laughs> Yeah, particularly because that's coming off the 94 Olympics. This is like one of the biggest scandals ever with uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. And so like for someone just to gloomily their their hotel room and break a few chairs, I'm sure the U.S. Olympic Committee was like, thank God. Thank God this is what we got this time around. Exactly. Especially if they could see to a crystal ball and see what was coming out of the pipeline with some of the things that were going on in Olympic sports or just sports in general. But yeah, yeah that's wild. I, I just can't get over the fact that that that's that a U.S. hockey team trashing the room for a thousand dollars worth of damage was was a national news story. It's just like, wow. Can I yeah. go back to, to those times again, please? So come on, something cool happened today because I've never really had anything happen cool on my birthday in the world of sports. Except one thing, Brett, that uh, I will tell very fast because nobody actually cares. Uh, but in high school, I was captain of my high school basketball team and a, a decent enough player. But the coach um, coached my older brothers. I'm sorry, I should I should reset. Up until my sophomore year, I had one of the best coaches in Virginia. The guy was phenomenal, uh, but he ended up getting fired for some non-PC stuff in the 90s. So I guess before we all went woke, you can imagine what it was. Had to be pretty bad. Uh, So they bring back the old coach who coached my older brothers, who happened to be the losingest coach in the history of Virginia basketball. And I don't know if it's because he coached my brothers or not, and you know they weren't very good. Uh, but I, it's also one of those things where you hear it before the internet. And you just assume it's true because the guy was such a jackass. It's like, okay, like somebody could have made this up, but I don't want to verify, and there's no way for me to verify it. So I'm going with this guy being a loser. And uh, me and him did not get along, as you can probably, uh, probably imagine, particularly my brothers weren't particularly nice to the guy. Uh, so on senior night, my my final year, I've been geared up for it, really excited about it. The guy was such a jerk that um, my three best friends refused to play for him, like guys I had played with my entire life. So they sat out their senior year rather than play for this guy. That's just how bad he was. And mm-hmm. he proved how bad he was on senior night by playing me for one minute and then benching me on senior night in front Yikes. of the whole crowd that was chanting my name. Uh, so it wasn't my parents. Other parents were outrageously upset and like, you know, cat calls, booze. Like it was a, it was a real bad scene and it was uh, mid February, you know, 1998. So on February 19th, on my 18th birthday, I get blindfolded and thrown in a car. And when, uh, when I'm unblindfolded, 
I am in, I'm outside of a middle school gym and my friends and my family recreated senior night for me on my 18th birthday, cheerleaders, a crowd, uh, my friends all playing a game. So that is my actual favorite sports memory. It was super fun. Um, meant a lot to me best birthday gift I ever got. So shout out to my mom and uh, my dad who's gone, but my mom is probably the only one still listening after I told that story. So shout out to her. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a very, that's a very good thing. And I mean, I, I don't know how you'd feel about this, but you might've, you might be, this is like the day after the possible end of the NBA all-star game. So yeah. maybe that'll be something that the trade will finally come down today because that game last night where Dame was just pulling up from the half court line. Halliburton was pulling up from the half court line. Yeah. I think we might be figuring out whatever the flag football equivalent of the all-star game is. And it might happen today on your birthday where that pushback starts. Yeah, that was super fun. Um, I was watching it with my my daughter last night, and it was obviously just an absolute farce, like a, a yeah. ridiculous game. And I was trying to explain to her how ridiculous it was, and she wouldn't believe me until she watched it. And finally, like I watched Cat go in for his eighteen thousandth uncontested layup as he tried to get the MVP in a shameless display. Like that was embarrassing. He took thirty five shots. Nobody else took more than like twenty two. That was crazy. But he goes in for like yet another uncontested layup, and like I say under my breath, it's like who is this? Four and my my eleven year old daughter looks at me and goes the advertisers. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you are your uh, your father's daughter. I've never been more proud of you. <laughs> now, see now that is a great moment. It happened just before your actual birthday, but that is that is an up there moment. Watching the All Star Game and realizing that your daughter has the same cynical look at capitalism as you do. I love it. All right. Well, let's not have a cynical look at our picks today. Uh, Brett, let's give Caesar a little bit of love and then get on with today's show. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full, the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. 
1-800-270-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, Brett, we are back. I am the reigning champ. It is my birthday, and so I am going to take honors and I am going to go wild today. You mentioned that yesterday was the NBA All-Star game, which obviously means there's no NBA today. The NFL is completed. We are down to soccer, uh, which I do love, obviously, covering glory, something we do every single week. I hope you guys are checking that out. But then we have the NHL, college basketball, and NASCAR on the main things on the menu. Three things that I do not spend as much time on as I do soccer, NFL, NBA, or MLB. But it is my birthday, and I know usually we test what is the best way to wager for casual cappers, but now we are going to really push the boundaries of whether birthday look actually exists, because I am going to make some picks that I know nothing about whatsoever, and we are going to see what happens. And let's start in heart category, where I am going to weigh in on the Daytona 500, because I figure that there should have to be some sort of reason that it was delayed yesterday and pushed it today so that we can cover it. It is going off at 4 o'clock, I am so told. I have not watched a NASCAR race that did not involve Monsieur Shake or Bake in probably 30 years. So unless Ricky Bobby is out there, I have not seen it. But I had to scan the odds. I scanned the odds, Brett. I don't know what to do with my hands. I was hoping El Diablo or the Magic Man would be on there. They were not. Uh, But I was looking for a sign. What could I possibly wager on completely blind in the heart category to just have fun? And over at Caesars, a light shone down on my computer. I finally had my answer because I scanned through every single bet they had. And here's the one I landed on. Hendrick Motorsports to lose. To Joe Gibbs Racing at minus 114, baby. My one of my childhood heroes, Joe Gibbs, 
Hail to the Redskins, three-time Super Bowl victor. One reason I do not have happy uh, birthday memories on my actual birthday from sports is the Redskins had already wrapped up Super Bowls by then. I was still basking in the glory of 87 and 91 in the games that they had won. And so I get to go back to those days, root for my guy once again, one of the greatest coaches of all times. I will be donning a maroon sweater that says Redskins across it, 1987, in honor of Joe Gibbs. And by the way, I don't even understand this bet. I don't know what it means. I don't know what team racing means. Does it mean like the best guy on each team goes one-on-one? Does it mean the average finish? Does it mean the total collection of finishes? I don't know. But at the end of the day, I am confident that Joe Gibbs Racing is going to beat the Hendricks Motorsports, who not only is the villain, they actually have a guy racing them named Jimmy Johnson. That's the Cowboys. Up the skids. Joe Gibbs for the win, minus 114. <laughs> that is that is by far when I saw the email I was like what is Toby going to come up with here <laughs> and that that little that little uh, diatribe after your actual pick kind of made the show for me I, it's like I don't even know how to really follow that other than just blandly just giving my pick and moving on <laughs> but I wanted to fail that until you said I don't know exactly what that means <laughs> or, I mean I wanted to tail that sorry because I, I do know I know very little about racing but I do know that Joe Gibbs Joe Gibbs has done an unbelievable job since he's entered that that realm um but I until you said I don't know what it means you had me tailing that bet <laughs> um, can somebody explain it to me I don't know no, I'm, I won't know if I won that bet until I actually check my betting slip. <laughs> Again, other than just just kind of limping into my own picks, I don't even know how to respond to that. This is a trendy first on here as the producer. <laughs> so we don't even know how the outcome of this bet is going to be decided. That's um, 114, baby. We're doing it. <laughs> we are doing it. You almost had me tailing it up to that point. Um <laughs> for my hard pick, I'm going to a sport that I do know how bets are decided. Um, I'm going to head over to soccer. The Champions League is tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Um, and we have PSV Eindhoven uh, against Dortmund. And this is this is purely a hard pick because if I looked at any of the numbers of how mostly the area divise, which is where Eindhoven and teams like Ajax and, and Fjord play, um, translates into playing other good, powerful leagues because the Dutch league is, we think the, we make fun of the Bundesliga and covered in glory being this open league in Germany where there's tons of goals and no defending. Well, the area divise is basically that league on steroids. <laughs> so it's really hard for me other than with my heart to go ahead and take Eindhoven on the money line at plus 120 because Dortmund has been a staple of European soccer. They have had, you know, they brought us Jurgen Klopp. They bought us those amazing team uh, with Gutze and, and Marco Royce. And it, they are just not the same team this year. Like if you look up and down the roster, I mean, their bell cow right now is Nicholas Fultkrieg, um, who literally came on in the World Cup. And anybody who listens to me in Covered in Glory it will and here's me say random facts about like the fourth place team in the uh the second division in Spain. I literally had to look up who Fulkrig was when he came out for Germany. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> and he is now Dortmund's starting striker. So this is just basically not your dad's Dortmund team. It's actually not even like your sort of older brother's Dortmund team. Um, and so I'm gonna take Eindhoven on the money line here tomorrow. I they have been really strong. I mean, they are absolutely destroying 
uh, the Dutch league right now. I mean, them and Fienord are basically two teams way above everybody else. Um, they haven't done great in the Champions League, but this is more of just a, I don't think Dortmund's good. And you get a plus number to take Eindhoven at home. That's basically my logic that went into it. So, But I do know that that bet is decided at the end of 90 minutes, Toby. I do know that. High school basketball stories, NASCAR, and Eindhoven bets. This is the worst episode ever. No doubt about it. I think we just need to lean into it, really, at this point. I'm leaning into it, baby, because I'm giving out an NHL bet now, completely blind. In the head category, I'm giving out Seth Jarvis and Brandon Hagel to both score a point tonight, parlayed at plus 175. The head category is useful because I don't even have to know who these guys are to look at the stats. Jarvis got some point in nine of his last 10 and uh, 15 of his last 20, and he takes on a Blackhawks team that allows the six most uh, goals in the entire league. And then Hagel, he has a point in nine of his last 10, 16 of his last 20, and takes on an Ottawa Senators team that is third most goals in the entire season. So we got two guys that riding hot streaks against two defenses that give up goals among the top clips in the entire league and so i'm getting a plus number that they both hit it on my birthday tonight and my advice to these gentlemen is if you're ever going to destroy a hotel room make sure i am the only witness because i will not be able to tell the cops anything about who you guys are i will never be able to recognize you or identify you ever again so you will get away with it scot-free because i cannot snitch on you if i do not recognize you yeah, I mean, the only way that I could I could possibly tailor fill that bet is if I had a phone a friend of Eddie Spaghetti, which, you know, if we're leaning into this being the worst trend ever, we should just leave dead air while I call Eddie in Florida right now and just be yeah, like, call hey, Eddie, Eddie on vacation. What, yeah. way, like, <laughs> this is this is why the rest of the network is off. Like everybody else is cover is taking a well-earned vacation this week. Uh, I called some other people to see if they wanted to be on the show. They're also taking vacations this week. I'm pretty sure we're the only sports podcast in America still recording, Brent. And this is what we're rewarding people with. This is our golden opportunity to fill the vacuum where nowhere else is doing it. And we're doing NASCAR, Eidenhoven, and blind hockey bets. We're the best. Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, is I'm such a sicko and so narcissistic that I'm just like, man, if if we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can do a bunch of soccer bets all week. And so that's what people are going to get is 16 soccer bets, including some that might come in the Europa Conference League. So we are going to crush it not only today, but all the way through Friday. But but with that amazing setup, build up here, I'm going to go into my head pick. And this one is actually going to be about a match in soccer that will be fun. I will be watching this tomorrow, actually. Um, It's Inter Milan against Atletico Madrid. And that is going to be a great game. It's probably one of the best games in the round of 16 in the Champions League, which is the best tournament in soccer, basically. Um, But my head is telling me that the under of two and a half goals is where the money should go uh, at minus 145. These two teams are are basically um, set up to be really defensive. So in soccer, for those who aren't familiar, you can usually play with two central defenders or formations with three central defenders. Both these teams are going to be playing formations with three central defenders. So you're going to have six guys specifically built to defend out there. The other thing is in soccer, there's expected goals. I've been on the podcast before. So, but the quick recap is, is it basically shows you what a chance would look like if it was taken like a hundred times. 
And Atletico's kind of out of their prime strikers have been flying way too close to the sun, exceeding their expected goal margins by a relatively uh, good amount. And I, at some point that was going to regress. It did when I actually took the under when they were playing their uh, inner city rival Real Madrid. Um, and an answer is is just going to be a solid defensive team. Like this is going to be a low scoring game. Neither of these teams have a lot of transitions. The the formations, and this is something that I don't know, my spreadsheets don't have, but the formations are both going to be the exact same formation. I do feel like that creates a lot of stagnant play when you're basically going like for like with two teams around the same ability level. Um, and so I thought that that number would probably be you know, way, the juice would be way worse. I thought it'd be minus 160, minus 175 for a two and a half, and you're only getting at minus 145. So that is where my head went today. All right. Well, uh, I am sticking in the same game because my heater bet this week is like I'm giving out all these wild picks. We have this crazy week of sports. So I am giving out things that uh, are a little bit simpler, which is just favorites on the money line. Right. Like let's let's not overthink this. You find an odd that you like for a team that, you know, is better than the other team and just follow it. And so I'm starting with Inter. Uh, Inter is third in the Opta rankings. They made the finals of this tournament last year in the Champions League. They're flying high in Syria. You've already mentioned it'll probably be a low-scoring game, but in a low-scoring game, I certainly trust Latara Martinez to convert over anybody uh, currently running hot for Atletico. They are at home, and as I said, they are just better. So throughout this week, I'll be hunting value, and it's particularly uh, nice to find value in any sort of soccer game because it's a three-way bet. You have to bet against the other team and the draw, and so you can find good numbers. So because I the inner is going to come out victorious and I'm able to only pay the juice of minus 125. That is where I'm going with my first of three heater bets this week. Well, my mine are going to be again just keeping within the vein of the things the people want. Is it's going to be a full entire thing that comes up on Thursday during the Europa and Europa Conference League slates. As I was looking for soccer bets this week, because it is a for me, it's a beautiful for you. Well, for you too, for us soccer fans, the real football fans. Uh, it is a beautiful week. We get Champions League tomorrow. Actually, we get a Premier League game today. We get Champions League tomorrow. Champions League Wednesday. We get more European th- soccer on Thursday. The, yeah. This weekend, Premier League tomorrow, too. City and Brentford. City's game. Oh, yeah. Out. City and Brentford play tomorrow as well. Um, and so, and then on top of that, we get uh, a cup final over the weekend, which we will be talking about on Covered in Glory. Plug right there. Um, and so the Europa League is an interesting thing because teams from the Champions League actually drop down into the Europa League. And so there's there's some pretty big disparities in strength. And I, when I was looking at the Lions uh, ahead in the week, there's a lot of away teams, and I won't give them away with just ones just yet, but there's a lot of away teams in, in the legs of the first legs of these matches that are coming up on Thursday that just are not favorites. And I'm kind of racking my brain as to why they aren't. Um, and so they, my whole heater bet is going to be taking a Europa League and Europa Conference League away teams on the money line. There will be three bets all coming on Thursday. Cool. Uh, because you did not actually give a pick there, you're delaying until later in the week, which is a smart strategy this week. I thought about doing as the NBA will be back at the end of the week, uh, but I'm not doing anything smart today as I've already proven by opening my mouth for the last 30 minutes. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give your credibility pick first, Brett? Uh, so this one is going to be, uh, I mentioned it when I was talking about Eindhoven uh, on the money line, but Dortmund and Eindhoven are playing, are both teams from leagues that are just known for just not defending. Uh, Germany, a little bit less egregious than in the Netherlands. Um, but somehow that over is only two and a half goals. You eat a lot of juice. It's minus 155. 
I don't know how this over is only at two and a half. It should be at like three and a half at like minus 120, in my opinion. Um, but the the only thing, and this is this is probably will come up a little bit in my second guess express, is there are not very many good attackers. So you're just essentially going on the fact that this match will have a lot of transitions, that this match lacks a lot of good defensive midfielders, as the attacking talent isn't there, which is probably why the number is low in the bookmakers' odds. But I still think that the way this match is going to be played should lead to a lot of score lines in the range that are over the two and a half. All the 2-1 score lines, the 2-2 draws, the games that go off the rails, the 3-2, 3-3, all those things are very well in the range of outcomes. And so you're eating a lot of juice at minus 155 to get those, but I still think it's worth it. So of all the things you gave out, the injury game is the only one I'm going to watch. So I'll tell you on that one. I'm not going to be watching Eidenhoven. I'm not going to be watching whatever the hell you just said. So even as a soccer fan, I'm not going as deep as you are, you, you <laughs> serious sicko. I am a sicko. Uh, it's true. I am a sicko. I am watching a game tonight involving my alma mater, and so I figured I might as well make it my cred pick because I cannot figure out, Brett, and maybe you are a college basketball expert. Maybe you can you know, set me straight here. Why is UVA giving up three and a half? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Giving up, getting three and a half against Virginia Tech at minus 110. They're three and a half point underdogs against Tech tonight. First of all, a four-point game either way in a UVA game is an absolute blowout, borderline historic. So let's start there. Like, this body is going to end <laughs> within four points on either side of it. Second, Virginia Tech has lost four of their last five and got beat by UVA by eight earlier in the season when UVA wasn't even playing as well. So why on earth is Tech favored? I know this is a rat line, but on my birthday, all I know is that Joe Gibbs Racing does not win and UVA does not beat our most hated rivals, then there is no God. Yeah, I mean, I uh, a couple of things pop in my head about this one is one, it could be an overreaction to the pit loss in the bookmaker's eyes. Uh, Virginia went in. I think they were, you took them, you took, well, you took the under that match, uh, that, that game. Uh, but I, mean, I think pit, they were pit shot, shot the lights out from three. That's what happens. Like yeah. in a UVA game, you are betting on the opponents not shooting the lights out from three. If they do, UVA is in trouble and the over is in trouble. If they don't, which is most of the time, then UVA is in good shape and the under is in good shape. Yeah. And and so I, I wonder if this is an overreaction to that. I do think that uh, Virginia Tech has been a little bit unlucky this year in terms of uh, some of the results they've had. Um, and they are and they are at home like uh, we have seen the teams that we have thought were the top teams in college basketball go on the road to like obscure play. I mean, look, uh, you know, Kansas, I believe, lost to West Virginia. We've seen uh, Purdue just go down to Ohio State who just fired their coach. Um, <laughs> so I think this is just like a general thing where we might see the odds being shifted to just road games being trap games for everybody because a no one is that good in college basketball this year there is no dominant team in the league that just is above you know variance essentially so i think those are a couple of reasons as to why but that said i'm tailing this bet i i don't i don't think virginia tech runs good enough offense the way that the way that pittsburgh won that game was i did have an eye on it uh, was they were able to just spread out West Virginia and West Virginia kept hard hedging and Pitt just spread the floor with their shooters. They got open shots. They moved the ball really well. That's how you, like, that's how you said you're betting on teams to beat the, the pack line with the three point shot. 
I don't think Virginia Tech has the ability to do that in the same way that Pitt did. Uh, they don't have a, a stretch four like Blake Hinson, um, who is probably one of the best four-man shooters in college basketball at this point. So I am absolutely going to back this bet. I think this is going to be a super close game, and you're getting three and a half points for it. Since the last time they took on Virginia Tech, uh, their road games, they beat Georgia Tech, UVA beat Georgia Tech by nine, Louisville by 17, Clemson by a point, and Florida State by four. And so, like, since they played Tech, they haven't faltered on the road. I agree with you. That's probably the logic. But I, I don't know. I, I'm back in the cabs tonight. I've got a nephew's at Virginia Tech now. I've got a brother who graduated from there. And I do not want to call on my birthday talking about how they are, uh, their alma mater is beating mine. Of course, I'm just kidding. They would never call me on my birthday. I'm not even sure they have my phone number. Uh, but in the meantime, my spirits will be lifted because we will get Joe Gibbs racing victorious in uh, NASCAR, and we will see UVA vanquish those neutered birds who refuse to give the Curry brothers scholarship offers, even though their dad is the greatest player in the history of the program. Great job, Hokies. Go to hell. But you know who should not go to hell is our sponsors. Let's give them a little bit of love, and then we'll be back with the Second Guest Express. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Brett, uh, why not? Why not? Why not give people ex exactly what they didn't ask for? Why not give them a fifth random soccer bet? So go ahead and fire away. Uh, so my second guess express is it was my cred pick um, up until this morning, uh, right before the show, was Luke DeYoung anytime goal scorer plus 115 in the Eindhoven Dortmund game. Uh, in the NFL, we talk about passing trees. Um, that like some quarterbacks like Mahomes, he'll throw it to everybody. Um, it's usually not a super consolidated passing tree with certain quarterbacks like that. Some teams, it's basically like they're throwing just a one receiver um, and that's it. When you're looking at the scoring tree of Eindhoven, it's Luke DeYoung and everybody else. Gus Hill, is he has 17 goals. Gus Hill is second on the team with six. Um, and so he is like, if you're thinking, if I'm thinking that the over is going to hit in this game, 
the fact that Luke DeYoung wouldn't score one of the goals for Eindhoven just seems like it would be a miracle that it wouldn't happen. But it's also Luke DeYoung. Like, I'm sorry that he's 33 and Washington played in the area division. If he was still an elite goal scorer, he'd probably be playing for somebody else at this point, even at 33. And he's only plus 115. It's just hard to score a goal in soccer when you're basically getting almost even money for it. So I couldn't go with 33-year-old Luke DeYoung at plus 115. But that said, he'll probably have a hat trick. So looking forward to that. That said, you spent 30 minutes evaluating a 33-year-old in a game that nobody in America Oh, believe me. I have wasted 30 minutes on more random dudes (laughs) trying to figure out what they are in soccer than Luke DeYoung. Luke DeYoung is a hero compared to some of the other guys I've looked at. So for my second guess, I'm going tomorrow. The, the line's not posted yet. So I'm going blind on UConn against the spread against Creighton. Because UConn's just destroying everybody right now. Like that Marquette game was a TKO, wow. and that was supposed to be a top five showdown. They won 81-53. They beat DePaul 101-65. Georgetown 89-64. Like these are no contest games. I have to go all the way back to December 20th to see the last time they lost. So because I don't think the outcome is in trouble, then you just have to look at the number. I don't even know the number yet, but who's betting against UConn right now? Like they're rolling into March in a very scary way. I think they'll be a heavy favorite come tournament time unless they slip up in between now and then. And I just don't see it happening against Creighton. So the fact that they're going to be at Creighton and Creighton is ranked means that maybe this spread will be kept down. Maybe it'll be kept to high single digits, low double digits, but I, I like UConn to cover it, even if I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and UConn would be the, the one team that's the exception, maybe the exception to everybody. Nobody is really that good in college basketball, but it is very dependent on the health of Klingon. Uh, their big man, he has had the foot injury. <clears throat> I think that I think he was out immediately after they suffered the loss you talked about. Uh, but yeah, they were like 14 wins in a row, so they might be the exception to the nobody's that good in college basketball this year rule that I just made. <laughs> Well, hopefully we were good enough to get you to come listen to us again on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, This is one of the only days of the year we don't have one of the three major sports to cover. So we dug deep, and I think we had some fun. Hopefully you had fun with us. We also don't have anything to plug because everybody else is on vacation besides us. We have covered in glory to plug. Listen to us this week on this show and Covered in Glory. Uh, We are taking next week off um, because I just had some things to attend to next week rather than this week's. And we want to split the network up. We don't want to leave you with no content whatsoever. So you get us this week. You get uh, Damashek and Martin and Mark and Spaghetti and everybody else next week. So enjoy this incredibly random day. Enjoy NASCAR and uh, Dutch soccer games and Champions League tomorrow and some good college basketball tonight. And we will see you on Wednesday. Take care, everyone.